Hello and welcome back to Travel Day. I am your host, Jackson Van Pelt, here with Nolan Faber. This is episode three of our podcast, and uh, our topics today, uh, I will recap and a Big Ten conference preview, as well as the ISU games recap and their conference preview, along with uh, diving in a little bit to the AP Top 25 recently released, and uh, some games of the week and some pickums, and we'll end with a little bit of trivia at the end. So with that being said, we're just going to get right into it. Iowa with a pretty good, pretty demanding win over Western Michigan, 41-10 to the final score. Basically what I want to get into right now is the fact that our run game looked elite, and our pass game looked pathetic. Cade McNamara didn't have a great day. He had, he was what he was nine for nineteen, which is just that can't happen. Deacon Hill was two for three. Good for him. I mean, that was great to see. But as a team completing eleven passes is and having a fifty percent completion rate is just not a way to win ball games. Luckily, Lashawn Williams had a monster day. Twelve carries, one hundred and forty-five yards. That's a twelve point one yard average. And we saw some some freshmen get in there as well. Kamari Moulton and Terrell Washington Jr. did their thing. We got to see them, which was really, really cool. They had uh, Moulton with eight carries, 50 yards. Terrell Washington Jr., six carries, 31 yards. Uh, We saw Patterson a little bit. Uh, He had six carries, 20 yards, but he is listed as out for this weekend against Penn State. So basically what I saw was our offensive line was getting the holes they needed, getting the push, which is why I'm not really worried about Patterson being out, and I'm not worried about Johnson being out either. I think um, as long as our offensive line can make those holes like they did this past weekend we can put anyone back there in our in our uh, running back room and they'll be able to produce he is a freshman right which one um williams LaShawn? uh yes. he i don't believe he is i believe he is a uh, no he's a junior junior yeah right. that's what i thought I was but, like, he's been around for forever I feel yeah, like. but, but yeah. he doesn't have a lot of playing time does he? no not, not as much as as others but i think yeah. i mean he he got in there ready to go the other night other day and i mean he looked really really good um, i guess it's you just got to guess on how he, you think he's going to be against Penn State. That's mm-hmm. the real test. I mean, you guys it's still Western Michigan, right? It you should have won that game by this score. So I agree, and and the fact that that they we went into half only up by four, I think, lit a fire under the butts a little bit, which was great to see. I've never seen Brian Ferentz so upset after a pick thrown by Cade McNamara. Obviously, again, didn't have a great day. Uh, through two picks and made some questionable decisions with the ball, but it was good to see Brian actually get fired up about that. And Kirk Ferentz, I think, was not happy either uh, in his halftime uh, interview. Um, so that was great to see. Honestly, I I like I like that more than oh you know we'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. It'll be okay. We know like they got after it and they put up 14 points the entire first half. Put up 17 in the third quarter alone, uh, 27 overall in the second half. So that was really great to see. I thought I thought we played pretty well with the run game obviously pass game not the best uh we look at defense defense was was pretty okay it was average at best I'm not gonna lie to you too many big plays I agree with you yeah there's no reason we should be getting giving up that kind of yardage to western Michigan at all their first touchdown was a was a I don't remember how many yards 50 something yards 64 64 yard touchdown pass that can't happen then there was another one for 43 yards too yes Xavier got out of out of coverage a lot a little bit he let the receiver get behind him it was a out and up route is all it was and that's his guy and he I mean they talked about on the broadcast but um obviously that can't happen especially against Penn State we can't be allowing those kinds of uh those kinds of big plays those are going to be huge this this next weekend 
And in order for Iowa to win that game, the Iowa's defense is going to have to play almost perfect. The offense is going to have to be – I'm okay with the defense. The defense will give us leeway as an offense, but the offense has to take advantage of opportunities, which I don't think they've been doing quite as well lately. I think they've been um, a little hesitant on some some plays, and I'm hoping that Brian Ferentz – I mean, you, you've played at Penn State in the past. Cade McNamara played him when he was in the East a lot as, at Michigan. Mm-hmm. you got to know who the Nittany Lions are and their defense, and you've got to go after them. You can't – you are not going to win this game by playing passively. You're just not. You have to be the aggressor in this situation. Penn State's a better football team. I'll go out there and say it as by an Iowa far. fan. They're a better football team. I don't. I honestly don't, position, ex- I think I don't expect Iowa to win this game, but I expect them to, to do their due diligence and keep this game at least somewhat close. And I think that's more of like what the outburst was probably directed to with mm-hmm. Kay McNamara because they expect yeah. so much more. In order for them to be good in the Big Ten West, he's going to have to step his game up mm-hmm. drastically. From what I've saw the first three weeks, he hasn't been that impressive. Correct. And, I mean, there is a reason why he got benched at Michigan in the first place, too. Yep. I think he's better than, than Petrus by far. That's not an argument. Oh, but I think. Yeah. But I also believe in his potential, which is something I didn't have with Petrus. I think he has way yeah. more in the tank than Petrus ever did. So he did get out and scramble for a couple of yards and a first down a couple of times this, this past weekend, which was great to see. Uh, maybe the knee not bothering him, hopefully, as much as it was. But we'll see. I will say that Cade, 9 for 19, 103 yards in the air. I will say... That's a little concerning. It's concerning, but I also think the O-line failed to protect him at crucial moments in the game. Didn't give him much time to survey the field. He, he was sacked four times, yes. too. I'm not sure what happened there with the O-line. I think they, they're obviously going to have to be better. I mean, Penn State's going to be far and above defensively over Western Michigan, so definitely got to figure that part out. Um, obviously, the biggest news probably out of that game, Luke Lachey going down with an ankle injury. He had ankle surgery today, I believe. Yep, today. Today, and uh, most likely out for the year. Uh, another thing that came out of there was kind of the controversy about running up. They, people were calling it running up the score. It's not what was happening towards the end of that game. We were Kirk Ferentz was getting backups, and he's known to do that in the past, and they deserve that time, especially with the depth that this, this team has. You got Deacon Hill in there, obviously, Max White with his first career touchdown. Uh, so it was good to get some freshmen in there, good to get them some experience. Again, 41 points total, so that obviously helps Brian Ferentz out in the yeah. long run. It boosted his points per game average to 28. And I think the reason why a lot of people took it as running up the score mm-hmm. is because of the contract. Yep. That not just people who are outsiders looking in. I just I don't even with that without that contract clause, I still think they're putting those guys in there trying to score a touchdown. I'll believe you since you're the Iowa fan saying he's always <laughs> done this, but I haven't watched enough Iowa games or cared enough to watch this many Iowa games to thing. My last little tidbit here is uh, that LaShawn Williams is now the rushing leader for the Hawkeyes at 164 yards, and he had 145 of those this past weekend. So I think LaShawn Williams will definitely get the majority of the carries uh, yeah, at Penn I State. Uh, but I think Kamari Moulton will, will see some time as well. I think Williams will be your guy between the 20s, and then mm-hmm. once you get into the red zone, um, Moulton will be that goal line guy, just based off the two touchdowns he scored. As for yeah. the tight end position, I think we're going to see a lot of uh, Eric All. I think he can run routes like a receiver, and he's pretty shifty. I'm not sure who they're going to go with as the second tight end. They like to run uh, the two, two out end. there. Yep. Yeah, two tight ends. It could be Stilianos, or it could be Ostrengo. We saw both of them pretty heavily uh, in that game. <sighs> who knows? I mean, I, I mean, both of them looks fine, so I'm not really worried yeah. about it. Looking at this, the stats, I think the one thing that would, should concern you is Regani only getting one reception for four yards. Well, that's well, I know I understand that he only got one reception, but they, we only completed nine passes from McNamara. So, and Regani was yeah. out by the time Deacon Hill got in there. So, so I so, guess my question to you is, who's going to be that 
top target he's going to go to now that Lachey's gone? Uh, whoever's open, I think whoever runs the same route, so probably Eric All. And I and I mean him and All seem to have a pretty good connection. They had that. I mean, they had a two-point conversion. They had, and he—he he was the only, only, only catch Eric Hall all had was a was the thirty-four was a, yard, yeah, thirty-four yard uh, vertical route, which was great to see, and it was a great pass. But I just think that he's just gonna have to obviously do it by committee, kind of like Mahomes does for the Chiefs when Travis is out. It's gonna be to be the same thing. You can't rely on Lachey. You're gonna have to get those guys are gonna have to get open, but you're gonna have to give t- Cade McNamara time in the pocket, and he's gonna have to be able to make a throw and not do so stupidly like we kind of saw this weekend so previewing big 10 this year uh i'm just going to do it quickly i mean the at, w- at penn state's a loss i believe so uh i think the west is penn state's or not penn state sorry is yeah. i was to lose at this point yes wisconsin has not looked impressive no but by the time illinois has looked horrible they were yes. supposed they were favorited at some point or at least up there with them so uh so i think it's i was to lose for sure i think yeah. the east is is probably Michigan's. Michigan looks solid. Ohio State looks like they've they've uh, lost I, a step or two. I think Penn State is a dark horse to win the. East. I think Penn State's really, really, really good. I do, but I still think Michigan comes out on top. I think Michigan's going to win. I'm assuming they play each other, so they're going to win that. Well, head-to-head. of course, they're in yeah. the same conference, so they're yeah. going to win that head to head. I think Michigan has the uh, the edge there. I think uh, this Penn State game for Iowa going to be uh, super, super telling of both teams. Uh, mm-hmm. If Iowa can keep it close, I think they deserve to be in that top 25. If they don't keep it close. They don't deserve to be there. Yeah. And I think if Penn State obviously loses, it's a huge upset. But even if it's close, I think you can kind of see Penn State's defense. Might I mean, depending on how many points they give up. But if Penn State gives up 28 whatever points, I think their defense is going to get ran through by Michigan. And then, you know, if they get to the playoff, whoever else is in there. So yeah. I think it's definitely Michigan's on the east, uh, Iowa in the west, and – probably Michigan winning the Big Ten championship. Looking at the so. rest of their schedule, I think the only things that may give them a rough patch, I mean, at Wisconsin stuff, I mean, mm-hmm. that's four games in the Big Ten conference play, so hope maybe Wisconsin is kind of getting in their rhythm at that they point. They could be. And then the other one, I think, um, that can give you some troubles is at Nebraska. Yeah. I mean, it's always hard to go in there and play, and, and no matter what team you are. It, you could be Alabama. Yeah. You could be LSU. It's going to be tough to – to go into especially Lincoln with that defense they got there mm-hmm. i mean so it's all speculation at this point not a lot of season left but i do believe iowa michigan will be in indianapolis and michigan will uh, destroy iowa probably with that being said we're going to get right into iowa state nolan has a lot of things to talk about obviously a very disappointing loss to very ohio uh in yes. the mac so i'll let you get into it Start off with the good things again. I mean, special teams besides field goal kicking was really good this Controversial week. Controversial call. Yeah, but you shouldn't make it that close. If you're kicking a field goal, kick it down the middle. Don't leave it up to the officials to make the call for you. Just make it obvious that you made it. And then the first one, too, I think was just a bad snap, so the operations weren't very good. He mm-hmm. got the holder out of his like area, so he kind of missed a spot, I think. But still, it's just... Something with Iowa State that's always been troubling is that field goal game, and thought with the 56 yard he made against you and I, oh, we're back in that area where we got Mebus who can make every kick, <laughs> Sally who was very consistent, mm-hmm. but he's just he's got to step it up because he's going to get his chances against Oklahoma State in order for Iowa State to win that game. He's got to make his field goals. That's the most mid game probably of the weekend. We're one of them. Iowa State versus Oklahoma State. Oklahoma I'm surprised State. Iowa State's favorite to be Oklahoma, honest. Well, they, Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State lost to South Alabama. Yeah, but we lost to Ohio. We I take Ohio points. over South Alabama. Dude, Ohio's yeah, quarterback looks legit. 
Yeah. Defense played almost perfect. I mean, it's very you, hard to ask so much out of your defense exactly. when they're on the field yeah. for 30 minutes of the game. Well, not only that, they only gave up 10 points. You can't ask for too much yeah. more. That too, and the touchdown they gave up was due to a just freak interception where Jaden mm-hmm. Higgins fell down on an RPO, and the timing of it just was off, so Rocco threw it right to the corner, so they just had like 20 yards to go at that point. Yep. Rocco, from the two interceptions are very – I don't – it's not really telling of how good he played. Mm-hmm. He's very serviceable back there, and I think until he actually like proves that he's not serviceable back there anymore, it's his job to lose at this point. The two picks were not his fault. Okay. The first one, like I said, I was agree. the receiver fell, so he just so it ended up in the corner's hand. Yeah. And then the second one was a controversial pr- pass interference call, mm-hmm. and it was hit off the receiver's chest, and then a defensive tackle made a diving catch for it. Yep. Two freak interceptions. The real concern is the running game. I don't know if there's a way to fix it. The offensive line is so bad at run blocking. <laughs> it's it's stupid. Looking at their overall statistics, the leading rusher for Iowa State has 123 yards through three games. As a team, they're averaging 3.2 yards a carry, and their longest run is 26 yards. That's pretty bad. I mean, I, I was what I mean it was a shot at 150-something, but I think that's because they've used so many running backs, it's kind of hard for one guy to get. And the the run game was not good week one, or even week. I mean, week two was better, obviously against Iowa State. So I think I think that's a little bit of the same. But I mean, Iowa State's using the same two guys, correct? They yeah, Norton, Norton and Sama. And, yeah, but so they're trying to do the inside zone run scheme, and offensive line's not creating holes. They need to find a way to where they can get those athletic running backs into space, because both guys can make defenders miss. Yeah. It's just the fact that we have to find ways, scheme in ways to get them ball the ball in space. Looking back at the game too, I mean the touchdown they scored in the fourth quarter, they finally threw the ball downfield. It took <laughs> it took them three and a half quarters to figure out, oh, running the ball's not working. Let's try throwing it thirty yards downfield and see if something happens. And it did. Yeah. The the first pass was a pass interference. Mm-hmm. Then the next one I think was it was a forty five yard pass to Bitter and then it was an 18-yard pa- touchdown pass to Higgins. Rocco can throw the ball downfield. I think, go back to what I said last week, they need to let Rocco be Rocco. Mm-hmm. And we haven't been able to see that. We've seen flashes of it, and he's looked great doing it. When they get the big play from throwing the ball, they then decide, oh, let's run it up the middle. And what happens? Negative two. Oh, let's run it again. Maybe get it a yard. And then now you're forced to pass, and they know what's coming. The biggest thing going into this week is, I'm not saying do a complete overhaul of this scheme, but change it up to where the defense has to cover more areas of the field instead of just the middle. Yeah. Because right now, all defenses are is the way you scheme Iowa State is you get six, seven guys in the box, and you just defend the run, and you dare them to throw it on you. Yeah. Because you know they're not going to throw it till third down. And the, mo- the most concerning thing was listening to the media today with uh, Steelhouse. He says that in order for them to win in the Big 12, they have to focus on running the ball first. Okay. And obviously it's not working. So they need to find other ways. I would say maybe just try passing for a while and see what happens, but that's just me. Yeah. I mean, they need over to set up the run, they need to by doing it by passing. Open yeah. up the field a little bit. Let the box open up in the middle of the field. We can run those inside zones. Yeah. Maybe run some options with Rocco, get his legs moving, get them questioning on if he's going to keep the ball or not. It's just very frustrating to watch as a fan. I'd say uh, Oklahoma State, obviously not a very good football team. No. Iowa State not looking like a good football team. If you're Iowa State, you need to win to prove that you're not the worst team in the conference, to be honest with you. Yeah. There's, there's a lot. I mean, yeah. seriously. I mean, you've got Oklahoma and Texas. 
and you could argue BYU. You could maybe, maybe you could argue maybe. Kansas. Kansas kind of mid too. TCU looked okay since their loss. Cincinnati had a bad loss. Yeah, or, yep. I don't know. They win or lose this week? They lost. They lost. I know they were in overtime with Miami. Yep, Ohio, they lost so to Miami. Ohio. They did lose. But besides those top three, four teams, it's a pretty much just. The Big 12 is bad this year, I will admit. Crap. It I is, mean, it's just Out not of all good. the Power 5 conferences, it is the worst one this year by far. It's just, it's rough to watch, to be honest with you. They just seem, they, they just can't get anything going. They seem stuck in the mud half the time. It's just, there's no, there's nothing going yeah, on. The thing is, like, this team's not fun to watch. No. No, they're not. Like, I'm okay if they lose and they put up points. Yeah. Like, because that still gives you a shot to win the game. Mm-hmm. But if you're not putting up points and you're just losing, why watch a game? <laughs> right? I saw the like the perfect tweet almost I won't say perfect but it kind of related to what he was saying. He says if things change offensively against Oklahoma State and they lose, he would still watch every game cuz he knows they're trying to do something different. Right. But if they go out there and do the same exact thing over and over again that everybody knows is not working, he might not watch a game the rest of the year. I think that's fair. I think you want to see progress in your team. So even if it's small, I mean, you want to see yeah. something different. So I get that. Yeah. Yeah. And this this first game against Oklahoma State is Iowa State's best option of getting a win in the Big Twelve. Mm-hmm. Because they go to Oklahoma the second Big Twelve game, they're gonna lose that one. Yep. Then they got TCU at home. Lose. Yeah. I hope not, since it's the Jack Trice game where they got the new uniforms. They're still gonna lose to TCU. Yeah, probably. And then they're at Cincinnati. That's a toss up. That's a toss up. I'll yeah. give you that one. And then they're at Baylor. That's kind of a toss-up. I, I was going to say, towards Baylor. I'm leaning towards Baylor, but I think Iowa State has a possibility of that. Yeah. It's not like a whole. Yeah. It's not like a blowout game for sure. No. And then they got Kansas at home. That's a very winnable game. Mm-hmm. But who's to tell with what the offense say, can it's do? It depends on. Yeah. I would say it depends more on Kansas if they're there or not to play. I mean, seriously. Exactly. They've looked, they looked kind of okay these last couple of weeks. I'm not gonna lie. So they're kind of mm-hmm. fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Well, they put up points. That's <laughs> well, yeah. Watch. There you go. And then they're at BYU. No idea. To be honest, toss, toss up, up on the road. It's a road game. Kind of like probably, the Cincinnati one, honestly. Probably like more like Baylor. You think Baylor? Okay. Yeah. Texas loss. You've said they're going to win all year, but they're going to lose. So it's yeah, and I can change my mind, and I'm changing my mind. Iowa State is terrible, <laughs> and there's no way they're going to win that game. <laughs> His and eyes then, are finally opened, and then they're going to lose at Kansas State. Yes. So there's there's potential for four wins there. Maybe five could sneak into a bowl game, but the offense has I to. Highly improve. doubt it. Well, you, you have to what six? You have to get six. So six. You can yeah, get into five. That'd be tough. Yeah, you get into five. But into, if there's not enough six, you're going teams, into conference but. play with one win. You got to get five out of. The, mm, yeah, I don't know. I, I just don't think you win five more five uh, conference games. To be honest with you. But I would say when they're bad, they always find a way to upset a team. Mm-hmm. That's true. Just who's it going to be this year? I mean, Oklahoma will probably take that conference. I think, or, or Texas. I guess that that could be a really good championship game, Oklahoma Texas. So we'll see. Probably we'll see them twice. This I, year. I, yeah, we'll probably see that game twice. I think that'll be really fun. Really uh, good. I watch. think whoever loses the first one will win the second one. Yeah, it's gonna be really hard to beat either of those teams twice yes. in the same year for sure. Yes, for sure. <laughs> We're going to get into the AP Top 25. Recently released, we're recording this on a Tuesday, was released Sunday, right? Uh, Sunday, Monday, Sunday, Monday, yeah. yeah. They um, change it every they week. They do change it every week. They should really stick to a schedule. Usually it's like Monday, like at noon. So we're going to get into it. So the first uh, order of business, obviously, you see Georgia still at the top. Makes sense. They're, they're great. Michigan, same thing. Texas moves up to the three from the four, which is really interesting. Florida State 
and then switch. I don't. I, don't, I still. Th- I think Florida State's a better team. I don't. I like mean, that we switch, might be finding out in January. You know, I don't know. We might, but as know. of right now, I think Florida State's a better team. USC in the five, Ohio State in the six, which is kind of interesting. I think that at Notre Dame game this week will be I, interesting. Ohio be State fun. is way too high in my opinion. I for agree. Three, for an undefeated. I team. agree. I think Notre Dame will give will give them some fits this weekend. I think it mm-hmm. could be a really good game. Penn State at the seven. I agree with that. I think they're very very good. Um, I, th- I think. Uh, both Penn State that. and Washington should be above Ohio State. Yep, I would agree with that. I think Notre Dame will be yes. should be above Ohio State. Oregon, play no, I don't think. No, I think Ohio State should be around the nine. Oregon moves up three spots uh, to the ten. Utah up one to the eleven. LSU to the twelve. Alabama drops three spots. They dropped again uh, to the thirteen from the ten. This might be the year where Alabama drops out of the top twenty-five. I would love to see that because they've been there too long. It's and a I don't real, really like it's it. a real possibility. So. They don't have a quarterback. Oregon State at the 14, Ole Miss at the 15, Oklahoma only at 16, which kind of surprises me. Um, I don't think they've played anybody yet. So that's true, but I mean, they look like a really good football team. Duke, love to see Duke up three spots to the 18 after North Carolina at the 17. They also moved up three spots, but I really like the Duke one just purely because they uh, balled out against Clemson, and then that's how they got in, and now they're just they're riding that high, I think. They keep winning, they'll be in. I mean, yeah. Colorado drops to the 19 from the 18. They drop one spot that's, after the Colorado State. I agree. I think it. I think I would have dropped them too. I would have put them in the twenty because yeah. I mean we'll get into that they, as well. Yeah, we'll get into it later. Miami of Florida, okay, not Ohio. I know that they beat Cincinnati, but come on, goes up to the twenty. They move up two spots. Washington State up to the twenty-one. UCLA in at twenty-two. Tennessee drops all the way to twenty-three. They dropped twelve spots after getting upset at Florida, which I called by the way. If you remember from the Pickums, congrats to you. I know I felt really awesome. I looked at the score because I was watching another game and I was like, "Oh, Florida and Tennessee." I wonder what the score is twenty-six to nine or whatever it was. Tennessee looked. I was like, really yes. bad in that game. They yeah, they didn't they look didn't, good. I don't think they should be ranked after that loss. Really? You think yes. they should be out? Okay. Yes. Wow, that's. I mean, that's a lot of spots, but okay. Missouri's in so their receiving votes. I think Missouri should be ahead of Tennessee. Oh wow, that. Don't know about that. They look good. Missouri looked well, really good against Kansas State. I'll we're going off what we've seen right now, and Missouri yeah. has looked like the better team. Okay, I mean, you know, and that's what I think. SEC. That's okay. what I think. SEC. Ranking should be is Both it SEC. should be the better teams. Okay. In the in the rankings. Do they play each other this year? I wonder. Probably. I'll have, we'll have to look. You look that up. Iowa uh, moves up they, to the it's, twenty-four. It's at, yeah, they do at Missouri. At Missouri, Tennessee at Missouri will be a great game. Then hopefully, I mean, I think Missouri looked really good against Kansas State. We'll see. Iowa again moves up to the twenty-four. Not a big shocker there. I mean, no. they moved because people. It's only because Kansas State dropped out. Yeah, I was gonna say people dropped. Um, it'll be like I said, an interesting game against Penn State, and then Florida moves into the top twenty-five after beating Tennessee, and I think that's it's a that really makes sense. good recovery for them after right, looking after awful a, mm-hmm, against Utah after a week. First two weeks, they came in, and they did well. Clemson receiving votes uh, at 76, Missouri 72. Kansas State still receiving a, a couple even after the upset to Missouri. Uh, I think 54. they should be in that 26 spot. That last Missouri is not that bad, I think. It's Kansas a, it's State a, it's a Okay, well, you can, it's a how, rivalry game. How do you put Missouri – how do you put Kansas State in the 26 and not Missouri in the 26? I'm putting Missouri fine. over 26. Fine, Missouri 26, Kansas yeah, State Yeah, that's 27. more like it. Clemson can that's be just, out. I don't That's care. just by name. Yeah, I don't like that. Honestly, yeah. BYU actually is receiving some votes as well, so that's interesting to see. Um, Syracuse received two. All right. Syracuse. I don't know who they beat. Oh, they beat Purdue. That's yeah. right. And I, and I got that right. You did get that right. I got that one wrong. That's fair. But I was a Big Ten homer in that situation, which I guess I shouldn't have been. But Use whatever. your brain next time, not your yeah, heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess. That's my fault. So that's pretty much the AP Top 25. We're going to get right into the Colorado-Colorado State game because that was obviously 
probably the biggest story of that this weekend. That is probably the game of the year so far. Yes, I would agree with that. I think it was the biggest story in a game of very or a weekend of very mid games besides Tennessee Florida. Uh, a really bad week of games actually turned into a pretty good week of games. I know. I was actually which was very really surprised. Weird. Yes, I would agree with that. Colorado State, they give them credit. They put their heart on the line. Played a really good football game. Uh, there was a lot of chippiness going on throughout the game from I'm both su- sides. I'm surprised there was not a fight. I'm surprised there was too, to be honest, because Chadour got in the, a couple guys' faces. Tried uh, to poke a guy's eye yeah, out. Travis Hunter went down on a late hit. He's now out for three or four it, weeks. It is cool to see Colorado come out and back that defensive back after all the threats he's been getting from Colorado Oh, yes, that fans. was very nice by Deion Sanders, and I think that's the right way to go. I don't think the kid And Travis that. Hunter even said, Travis Hunter he said it's, it's, it's football. Like, it's yeah. a contact sport. Things are going to happen. Yeah, Travis, it's okay. It's Travis football. Hunter handled that really well, so that was good to see. Colorado does uh, pull it off. Uh, they escape, really, is what I'm trying to say. Uh, 43-35 in escape, double overtime. Yes. I thought Colorado was going to come out and smoke Colorado State. Obviously, I think majority of people did. I would say that Colorado State looked a lot better than I gave them credit for. There, there was in. there was a lot of improvement from week one to week three. Mm-hmm. I think the bye week helped to where they had that extra week to scout Colorado since they had two games of film to Colorado's one game true, of film. True, It also goes down the rivalry, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to play hard on that rivalry. Game. That's true. And Especially in, when in everyone, everyone's doubting you. Yep. You just got that extra chip on your shoulder. Especially with, I mean, there's obviously the stuff between Dion and, and Colorado State's head coach, and then there was some words exchanged before the game, and then obviously the on the uh, on field things uh, that happened it yes. just kind of added that atmosphere and that tension. I, I will say. Mm-hmm. I think Colorado State should have gone for two in that first overtime. I think they would have won the game right there. I think kicking that extra point was I, a you may not, really big. Fight. And am I might, because they were the second to go, right? So. Yes. In my opinion, I'm like, why not end the game right there? Why even leave it up to chance? Because you're going to have exactly. to go first next overtime. They didn't go first. That was the weird thing. The Colorado went first both times. How does that work? I think it's a new overtime thing. I'm, I'm not have sure. To look I haven't rules. looked into it, I but know. I was really confused. Everyone I was watching with was really confused on why that happened. That's but. interesting. I would say as a coach, I wouldn't really want to, especially against Colorado, go into a second overtime. But that's just me. No. So. If you got the chance to win the game, go and win the game. Yep. And they had multiple chances to do that in regulation, too, and they just didn't. They didn't do it. Do it, no. They played good early, but when they had to play good, they didn't. Yeah, I don't I think they I don't want to say they let their foot off the gas. I think Colorado just caught up, but they came out swinging early and you got to give them credit for that. I will say uh Colorado State's quarterback and their receiver looked really good as well. Yep. 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 I think Colorado State's receiver is uh he's got uh NFL talent, I think. Yeah. Really for big sure. frame. He's got very long arms, too. Yeah. So he can, and he can go up and get it. I mean it shows with the 16 catches for 133 yards. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. So we're going to get into some game of the week here. Um, I'll let you go first because I'm still trying to decide. I'm going to be real with you. I actually don't know which one I want to pick quite yet. I'm not going to pick the Iowa-Penn State game because that's an Iowa-Iowa State thing. We kind of already went over that. Plus, I think there's actually some better games here because I think Penn State has the potential to destroy Iowa. I hope it doesn't happen, but I think there's that potential. My game of the week is number six, Ohio State, at number nine, Notre Dame. Okay. This is, I think, a bounce-back game for Ohio State. To show okay. that they are legit. Mm-hmm. And this is also a game for Notre Dame to prove, hey, we're here. Yeah. And we're not going anywhere. I would say that mine, I'm going to go with, this is a toss-up, but uh, I think I'm going to go with Ole Miss-Alabama. I think uh, that was my other game. Ole Miss is going to have a shot to prove themselves in the in the SEC and also for Alabama to see how far they've truly fallen because they won 17-3 to over South Florida this and past it was, weekend. And it was tied for almost the yeah. whole game. I think if Ole Miss comes out and t- 
takes a game from them in Tuscaloosa, I think that's going to be huge. And I think mm-hmm. that Ole Miss, I mean, they're the 15, but I think when people think of great football teams, no one's thinking of Ole Miss yeah. right now. But I think if they take out Alabama, they're going to be a real conversation piece in the SEC uh, discussion. Yeah. There's not a lot of times where you can beat Alabama, but this is the time where Ole Miss can beat Alabama. Ole Miss is on the up, Alabama's yeah. on the decline. So yes. I think this is... And this could be really huge for recruiting for Ole Miss. I would, I would agree with that as well. Since it's at Alabama. Yeah. Uh, a lot of other great games that aren't necessarily a game of the week. Obviously, we've talked about Iowa-Penn State. Um, Oregon State-Washington State could be a very good game, uh, especially yeah. for the, for the Pac-12. Um, UCLA-Utah. Yep. There's a lot of good ranked-on-ranked A lot matches. of great ranked-on-ranked matches. And I think there's some uh, ranked opponents for you know teams that might be on the fringe. Uh, you got Florida State-Clemson. That could go a lot of different ways, depending on how Clemson plays. Um, I don't think Oklahoma-Cincinnati will be that good of a game. I think Cincinnati's no. going to get ran through. So, But other than that, I mean, those are fun slate of games this weekend. I think it'll be mm-hmm. a good time. I'm excited to watch football. It'll be awesome. I love watching football, obviously. I am, too. But those are, these are just one of those weekends where you get a little giddy about the slate of games, so, which you don't get to do, obviously, every week. So no. this will be a really interesting weekend. And it makes it hard for the pick we're about to do as well. Oh, yes. Go ahead. I want to Let's start that because I right. need to pick some win this week. Yes. Last week, um, we both did it pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, I was 7-3 and three in my guesses. The, uh, of course, I got Kansas State wrong, Tennessee, and Pittsburgh wrong. Um, you were 6-4. and four. Mm, You got uh, Kansas State wrong. Uh, you had Virginia Tech beating Rutgers, but Rutgers came up with the win there. Unfortunately, um, you had pick Pittsburgh as well, and then you had Purdue over Syracuse. Pittsburgh was dis- disappointing for sure. Oh, that's okay. they looked terrible. They looked bad, but that's okay. Yeah, we live and we learn. All right, here we go. All right, give me something. First game this week, mm-hmm. uh, we got Auburn at Texas A&M, and in this one, I went with Auburn. That's that's a toss up. Yeah, I'll go with Auburn. We'll go with Auburn. Texas A&M, no, they're okay. They were they were ranked for a while. Lost to Miami. I, but I think, I mean, Auburn's on the up. They got some votes this week. So, sure. Yeah, I'll go with Auburn. All right. Next one we got number four, Florida State at Clemson. Florida State. That is who I went with yes, as well. Yes, I think Florida State will still, I think, I mean, Clemson has the potential to beat them. I'm not yes. saying that, but I'm saying Florida State's better. Got number 22, UCLA at number 11, Utah. I'm going to take Utah purely, not purely, but one of the big reasons is that it's at home. And uh, Utah has looked pretty dang good this year. UCLA is trying to make a name for themselves, so it'll be interesting. I went with UCLA in this okay. one. Okay. Um, Utah still doesn't have a quarterback. Okay. Uh, I think that's going like, to cause some issues. Ah, nah, it'll be fine. And you and you Utah's say they're good. playing they're playing pretty well. I think they've actually declined since the first week. Okay. So I think this is a real chance for UCLA and go in there and really I think it's a things chance for Utah to pick it up too. So next one, number fifteen. Ole Miss at number 13, Alabama. I'm taking Ole Miss purely because Alabama has looked horrible, and also I don't really like Alabama, so I'm going to take Ole Miss. And I, I took Ole Miss win. as well, and also like the same thing with the Utah game. Alabama doesn't have a quarterback. Nope. They have not been able to decide no. on one. Nope. No. All right. Next one, we got BYU at Kansas. I'm going to take Kansas. I am. I'm going to take Kansas. I they, too. They've looked good at home. Their quarterback, Daniels, is very exciting. I think he can be a big playmaker in that game. I've watched a little bit of a BYU game this year, but not a lot, so I don't know a whole lot about them. BYU has improved since the first week, and I think this will be a high-scoring game, but I just don't think BYU will be able to hold up with them. Mm -hmm. Next, we got number 14, Oregon State, at number 21, Washington State. I'm going to give that one to Washington State. 
actually. Um, I, I think they looked really good against Wisconsin, and I think they're a very good football team. A little bit underrated there. That what you just say, twenty one. Yeah. I think that they belong more in the seventeen range, around the range where Oregon State is. Yeah, more like sixteen, seventeen. Yeah. So yeah, I think uh, Washington State's gonna pull that one out. I went with Washington State as well. I really like Washington State's quarterback. Yep. Washington State's going to put up points, and mm-hmm. like with BYU and Kansas, I don't think Oregon State's going to be able to keep up with it. I think it's going to be a really good game. I don't think it's going to be a blowout either way, though. All right. Uh, we got number six, Ohio State, at number nine, Notre Dame. I'm going with Notre Dame. Like we talked about earlier, Ohio State not looking super impressive. Notre Dame's on the up and up, I think, and they're at home. So mm-hmm. I'm taking uh, Notre Dame there. I went with Notre Dame as well for the same reasons. I got Memphis at Missouri. Missouri. Um, Missouri looked really, really good against Kansas State. Their quarterback, I want to say, is questionable this weekend, though. I think I saw something on that. Who cares if he's questionable? you got a kicker that can kick 61 <laughs> yards just, to win you the game. Just get to midfield and let the kicker do his thing. What's his name? The kicker? The kicker's name is, um, last name he, is... Uh, is Mevis. He is Mevis, that's he's, correct. The younger brother of former Iowa State kicker, Andrew I Mevis. was wondering when you said that if there was any kind yes. of relation. There's a relation. That's interesting. Yes. Missouri's Brady Cook is questionable. That is the quarterback versus Memphis because of a knee issue. So we'll see. I think he'll probably end up playing. He's day-to-day with a hyperextended knee, so I think he'll... he'll this is more just a recency pick because we know, both of us know nothing about Memphis. No. So. I, uh, no. I don't know anything if about we get us, If we get it wrong, it's probably won't surprise us. <laughs> Next, we got UCF at Kansas State. I'm going to take Kansas State. They're going to bounce back against UCF at home. I think so as well. Last one, we got number 17, UNC at Pittsburgh. UNC, easily. Pittsburgh looked horrible against West Virginia. They're, they should steamroll Pitt. No no problem. I think so, too. I think uh, North Carolina is going to blow them out. All right, those are our pick'ems for the week. So Let's hope I can take the lead because I don't like losing. And also the fact that... Six and four is not a good record. I'm going to be real with you. Okay, I need at least seven, if not eight, of these to be correct. So I look like I don't know what I'm talking about, which is maybe true. But Th- This week, there's big potential. I think there's no middle ground. You're either going to get nine right or you're going to get two right. <laughs> we'll find out. Well, with so many ranked matchups. It's I agree, just, yeah. So many go, games to go either way this yeah. week. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, this week is a lot harder than last week to pick games. I will say that. It's true, yeah. All right, we're going to get into our last segment of trivia. Um, if you guys remember from last week when we kind of started this whole thing, actually technically started on the live, but we are going to ask each other five questions uh, pretty much every uh, week, every episode. Nolan asked me five. I got three out of five last week, so that's not a great start because he's more knowledgeable about football than I am, but that's okay. We're going to we're gonna try to give him some – I mean, they'll be about the same difficulty level. Yeah. But I think – you think I know more about football. We're going to find out how much you know right here, baby. Here we go. First one. Since 2000, which oh two God. schools have had 31 players selected in the first round of the NFL draft? There are two schools. Do I just need to get one? I'll give you it if you get one. Sure. Alabama? Yes. Alabama and Ohio State okay. is the correct answer. That. I feel like that one's kind of easy. Maybe I should have made you get both, but that's okay. I would have gotten both. Yeah, I know. In which U.S. state is Tiger Stadium located? So many. There's a lot of Tigers out there. There's a lot of Tigers out there. Oh, this is... It's Power 5. I'll give you that. That doesn't really narrow it down a whole no, lot. No, it doesn't. Well, okay. there's only there's like well, three or four or five. Well, there's Missouri. Yep. There's Alabama. Yep. Because of Auburn. Yep. Yeah. Are those the only two with Tigers? No. There's Clemson. Yep. That's in North Carolina, I think. Mm-hmm. I think so. Not, no Tigers in the Pac-12. He's thinking real hard. This is interesting. 
I thought this was going to be a bang bang answer. Well, just the fact that there's so many nicknames. There is a lot of tigers. tigers. Yeah, that and wildcats and stuff it really seems to be a, a hit. So, oh. whenever they were naming their colleges, I'm just gonna throw one out there. I'm gonna Kay. guess North Carolina. Incorrect. It's Alabama. The answer is Louisiana for LSU. Oh. Yes, because LSU. They didn't really have a very I creative name, I guess. I thought they would be more creative I, I, SEC school. I, well, if I had to pick one that wasn't creative, it would probably be them, to be honest. I think Auburn's got a pretty creative-ish one, and then I don't even know what Clemson's I, th- I just oh. think Missouri would have a isn't weird Clemson, Midwest isn't, one. What's Clemson's? Isn't that like Death Valley or something? That's the nickname. It's not the real name. Okay, but if my thing is called Tiger Stadium, I'm not going to call it Death Valley. I don't up know. That's discretion. just me. But anyway. All right, next one. One for two. <laughs> one for two. Okay, well, we'll yeah. stick with the Tiger theme here. How many college football teams in the SEC, okay, not the whole thing, okay. have a Tiger as their mascot? LSU. Uh-huh. Auburn. Uh-huh. Ole Miss, no. Alabama, no. Florida, no. Ooh, this is getting this is getting interesting. I'm trying to think of all the SEC schools. There's so many. Thinking There's Missouri. Hard. Did I say Missouri? I don't know. Did you? LSU, Missouri, <laughs> Auburn. <laughs> I'm going to go with three. That's correct. Okay. Three is the right answer. I thought you were going to like overthink that a little bit. I thought you were going to be like, oh, wait. What is this one? There's just so many schools that you have no, to No, yes, go I would agree. It's kind I of didn't even get through all of them. I just shot out a number at that point. In the last two decades, which college team has had the most players drafted in the NFL? We talked about 31 since 2000. The most? The most in the last two decades. It's a Power 5 school. Well, yeah. Obviously. That Yeah. That was great work, detective. There's, there's so like in the the 2000s area where I didn't really watch football. There mm-hmm. were so many good teams. There were, there were a lot of good teams. Oh, I was like your Boise States. And your... They don't have that many guys drafted. <laughs> Stop trying to throw me off. Um, might work though. I'm just gonna go with the basic answer and just go Alabama. Incorrect. The answer is Ohio State Buckeyes. I don't know how many. Cause they have that me. many receivers in the NFL. I don't know. That's the only position they seem to be. Well, good I was gonna say I didn't say receivers, so I don't know. Well, they've got, they've got some to quarterbacks. They've got some quarterbacks. They've got, you know, I'm Dude, sure they have some. CJ Stroud was the first Ohio they State had... quarterback in the in this the last two decades with over 350 yards in an NFL game. No, that's interesting. I didn't know that. All right, what is that? Two for four. Two for four. I got to get this one to tie you. This is the tie. Which two teams played the first ever college football game? Oh my God, dude. Okay, it's it's. I'm gonna. Well, I know the first ever college football team. I think what? No, I think okay. like the University of Chicago was one. Of them. No, 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 no. No, but I'm, that, not, I'm gonna uh, give you that one. These are okay. I will say this: one of them is a Power Five team. Still. Okay. Yep. Can the, I get what conference? Uh, Big Ten. The other is an Ivy League school. I'll give you that because that's kind of a hard question. I'll give you that one. That's fair. Well, since like Princeton has so many like claimed national championships, I, I think one of them's Princeton. That is one of the teams. And then who is the who's other? The, who's the oldest Big Ten oh, school? Oh, here we go. It all comes down to this, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Am I going to be surprised by this? I don't team? know if you'll be surprised, but I don't know what well, what would surprise you about it. I guess is my I mean, like if North if it was Northwestern, that would surprise me. Oh, okay. Well, but it's not. It them. might surprise you then. Maybe is it like <laughs> so many hints being new? Out. New Big Ten? Or like, I'm not going to tell you that. That's way too easy. I think that splits it like in half at least. Let's go, Rutgers. That's correct. Oh. Rutgers and Princeton, first ever college football game. I just had to think Northeast. That was, that was. I thought he was going to say something. I thought he was like Maryland. I thought he was going to go like Ohio State. But yes, that is correct. Uh, so three out of five. Not bad. Tied me up. 
Fair enough. All right. Luckily, so, I tied you up. We're going Luckily, in. That was. We're going into next week's trivia with pulling a, a rabbit a clean out of a slate. Magic hat. Pulling <laughs> okay. a rabbit out I of a I gave you Big hat. Ten, so like it's not that big of a thing. Oh, whatever. Anyway, well, that's gonna wrap up our third episode. We thank you guys so much for listening in. Uh, next week we will be back with episode four. We will probably recap some of these big games we've got going on this weekend. It'll be a lot of fun. Uh, we thank you guys once again for listening. I am Jackson Van Pelt here with Nolan Faber. Goodbye. 